Welcome back, friends. Today we're going to talk about the concept of personality. Hmm. And is there a such thing as a true permanent personality? I'm going to go with no. Well, I, I would agree with you. Unfortunately, in our society and culture, we teach this idea that we develop and, and maintain a permanent personality. So we act as though the world must conform to how we are and that we have no choice but to be how we're going to be. Right. And of course, the breakdown of the word personality is my personal reality. Well, you and I sit here as uh, adult men, and I can tell you my personal reality has changed drastically from 17 to 27 all the way up into my 50s. Uh, and it better have, because there's so much more that I know that I can't unknow. There's so much more that I've adjusted to that didn't know I could. So my reality has changed, thus my personality exactly. has changed. And how many people do you know, and how many people do you come across in your practice? I mean, you've been practicing now for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. How many times have you heard them say when they come in, well, that's just who I am. That's who I, that's how I am. That's my personality. I can't change. Many, but, many have come in and said that. And if that's their personality, then what do they do when they're in a circumstance that is not fitting of their personality do they just die right. do they just disappear and become you know non-existent uh, uh, and of course they, they don't but they sure die trying exactly <laughs> they, tr they die trying to maintain who they think they are yes. they die trying to be their personality yes but the fascinating thing is and I've used this example because I learned it in a book but the fascinating thing is that if we take the concept of our personality and challenge it with the simple thing of handing someone a baby. Mm. If, you, if you take anyone, it doesn't matter who they are, and they say, oh, well, I can't change, it's just my personality. The second you hand that person an infant, watch what they do. Yes. Their entire person, everything about them changes. Their voice changes, it becomes Yes. you know infantile their face becomes yeah. rubber it, it like slides off of their skull and makes all these weird expressions it doesn't even make sense <laughs> they start gibberishing at the baby and the baby's looking at them like what's wrong with you right and the funniest thing is they've regressed further into being a baby than the baby yes yes so that in and of itself is proof wouldn't you say that personality or or being identified as a personality yes is false yes I, I've even <clears throat> explained to people and I think we got it from a similar material is that every time somebody goes through something of significant impact we'll say on their timeline they adjusted just if it's just a slight adjustment maybe uh, it, it's the first time they uh, maybe they had to try out for a competition and maybe they didn't quite get what they wanted but they got the next best thing slightly different slightly different or sadly maybe a significant loss maybe they were close to a pawpaw and then pawpaw gets sick okay that I, I have to adjust just so that too is a slightly different personality I was explaining we can see from our office here friends we can actually see the interstate uh, not far from where we are and so i told this young man so when i'm sitting here talking to you 
the core of my being doesn't change. I be, my beliefs are my beliefs. But I'm not talking to you the same way that I drive home on that interstate. That's a total. That's a different guy. He's a. If you think of it like a wheel of fortune, and there's all these little panels. So I just adjust the next panel. The core in the middle, the if you will, uh, that doesn't change. But I had to put a different panel on so I can traverse traffic. Then once I get to where I'm going with my family, I'm now I pull that panel up, and those are part different parts of personality, and they every time we invest in them we we're always in adjusting mode i'm a little bit better sometimes not so good but then that's when i get to change and I, go ahead well i was just going to say that i think part of what you were referencing is at your core you have convictions and yeah. your convictions are not your personality your convictions are the core driving factors in your habitual behavior yes they are your belief systems that's yes. not your personality that's right. The problem comes in where we develop a belief system structured around what we call a personality. Yes. And that is living a lie. Right. That is attempting to structure your outer world yes. to conform to what you've developed as habitual behavior in your inner world. Yes. Years ago, uh, I was going through material, and, and again, as if you've, if you've followed our, our podcast for some time, you realize that we are in question asking. We're always learning because we're always wanting to grow. And I saw this material that it described personality as a motif through which we see the world, motif being like a painting. And so if you imagine a window, let's say there's a painting on this window behind me and like a stained glass almost. And so there's panels and there's colors and there's shapes. And oftentimes those can be, you know, kind of smooth and you know, rather palatable but sometimes they can be hard colors with hard angles. And a lot of that may be effect of life experience. And I often ask people, I said, is that the motif through which you want to see the world? I said, you and I can go look out of our personal windows down at the same scene. Maybe it's a park and you might see something beautiful. You see flowers and kids playing. I might just see a bunch of grass that needs to be cut because that's what, that's my job is cut the grass. And so I see work, you see pleasure that's personality what do we have to do we have to then make we have to I say have to make those adjustments or just get used to living with the consequences of that and that is uh, uh, that is adjustment there is a, a disorder in the mental health world we call adjustment disorder and anytime something happens maybe you're in a car accident and it's stressful okay I'm adjusting to cope with that stress but folks come into our office because they don't want to live like that anymore. So it did affect their personality for a little while, but now we're working on better ways. So what if we then begin looking out our windows at the world, but first looking at ourselves with a sense of curiosity? Mm. What if we then begin to question everything about our internal habits of thought, habits of behavior, and we just viewed ourselves with curiosity. If we just simply questioned everything about what we do, not question our own convictions, our convictions are, are, are mostly healthy, I'm sure, but if we just questioned our behavior, mm -hmm. we questioned our habits, we questioned our thought processes and the words that we use constantly, like the word should, mm. or like the word I don't know, think of a word can't or any of those words that are, you know, 
or the word try, yeah. it's a big one. A phrase that comes up a lot because I'm in the relationship communication a lot is is uh, you would think. I would think. Well, hmm. that's a should a should phrase. That's a should, yeah. You, you would, would think. You would think. And so oftentimes we deal a lot with managers. We deal a lot with staff from managers. And that is a common thing. Those phrases are very common among the folks we have to do. And we get the privilege of challenging that. Oh, well, tell us why they should. Well, I mean, it's just, oh. So what? What if it starts with, well, I mean, it's just, now that's my personal reality. That's right. Might not be theirs. So well, oftentimes we get to ask the effective questions such as, so when they said this, how did you hear that? Now that's that's my interpretation, and then we get the pleasure of getting behind that and saying, and and what's the reason you think they said that? Well, I'm not sure. That's where we start doing communication work. Oh, well, let's ask. And so then sometimes in our conferences, they turn to the other person and said, so when you said that, what did you mean by that? Now that's fun. Now I now what am I doing? I'm opening myself up to their perception, their personal reality, their motif, if you will. That's right, and what you've actually done is you've begun a practice of questioning everything. Questioning everything. So, in closing, the challenge will be, what if you simply begin to question everything about yourself? From a place of curiosity, not a place of judgment, not a place of should, but just a simple place of curiosity. When you put yourself in a place of curiosity, then you place yourself at a learning mindset. Yes. Yes. How much could we develop in ourselves and how quickly if we simply operated with that learning mindset? Right. We oftentimes use phrases such as owners. Owners are growers. Growers must ask those effective questions. That's right. And the effective question is obviously questioning everything. And... Uh, but there won't be growth without question because anything other than question then we start getting into comfort and, and we'll talk about that on another show about that challenge between growing slash problem solving and then basically the, the rate of decline the rate of decay of comfort that's great that's great well thank you all for uh, tuning in and watching our show we appreciate it we've enjoyed having you and thank you for making us a part of the pursuit of your purpose.